This is Fine Rambles, number 49. So, a couple days ago, I got what I can only describe as, <laughs> as blackmail spam, and I thought it would be funny to read a couple excerpts. Hello, I hacked your device because I sent you this message from your account. I posted a malicious program on adults of some websites. My Trojan gave me access to your screen. Immediately after this, my program gathered all your contacts from Messenger, social networks, and also by email. What I've done? <laughs> Question mark. I made a double screen video. The first part shows the video you watched. You have good taste, yes, but strange for me and other normal people. And the second part shows the recording of your webcam. <laughs> okay, well... I think 710 USD dollars is a fair price for our little secret. You will make a Bitcoin payment. You have 48 hours to pay. If I don't get Bitcoins, I definitely send your video to your any 14 contacts, including family members, colleagues. However, if I am paid, I will immediately destroy the video. This is a non-negotiable offer. Bye! <laughs> okay, so, so this is a poorly written absurd attempt at blackmail. But absurd as it is, it still initially gave me a shiver of fear. You know, I started to think about what I'd watched <laughs> and what that little camera in my laptop that's always on had seen. Now, the reason this email is really funny, in my opinion, is that who fucking cares about sex? Nobody. No one wants to see, to see me jerking it to some random porn video, and I don't think anyone would give two shits. But, dot, 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 how much more effective would this blackmail attempt have been if I'd been accused of writing a racist comment on Twitter a decade ago or saying a sexist joke that was overheard and recorded by Alexa? Look, social media has encouraged and monetized outrage to the point where we're all living in a culture of fear and intimidation. I don't think that's a stretch to say. I don't think that's an exaggeration. The bar to ending up trending on Twitter is so low these days, I think most of us are afraid of saying or doing the wrong thing because the attack dogs of social media are always salivating for their next victim. And this is the other side of it. At the same time, we seem to be voluntarily offering up all of our information to these new overlords. The Amazons, the Instagrams, the Googles. They read our emails. They listen to our conversations in our homes. They, they track our every movement. They know every single thing we buy. They know when we get pregnant. They know when we develop Alzheimer's. <laughs> you take these two forces together, and the way I think about it is, in the future, everyone will be literally Hitler <laughs> for 15 minutes. And privacy is dead. Let's just accept that. Hiding isn't an option anymore. Isolating ourselves is impossible. Cutting ourselves off and thinking that we're safe is laughable. The surveillance society is ubiquitous.
you are being watched and listened to and monitored all the time. I'm not even on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have an Instagram account. I don't have a WhatsApp account. I don't own an Alexa. I don't have a Nest. But I have an iPhone. I use Google Maps. I have Gmail. Have I ever said or written something stupid or even as a joke that in print could easily be misinterpreted? Of course I have. Let's take it to the next level. Have I ever said or written something hateful? Yeah, of course I have. And anyone who thinks they haven't is deceiving themselves. No one is perfect, especially since the goalposts of what make you literally Hitler are constantly moving. And if we demand perfection from others, and if we leap to destroy them when they fall short of what we think is perfection, well, that holier-than-thou hypocrisy and intolerance will lead to a society like Maoist China, like Stalinist Russia, where neighbor betrayed neighbor, where children informed on their parents. I mean, we already have Maoist struggle sessions, these, these ritual apologies that serve not to, not to rehabilitate or redeem people, They exist just to humiliate and to shame and to destroy. I don't have any answers for any of this. I mean, we are struggling as a society to figure out what's going on. This new world, this new tech, this new outrage. But here's one idea. I've had a lot of conversations with my male friends, and I think this is more of a male problem. And these conversations have gone in a very similar fashion. We talk about how unwilling we are to reveal ourselves, to share our emotions, our fears, our guilts, our shames, our failures. Maybe this is just a masculine thing, you know, but maybe not. It's very difficult and painful to reveal, again, in the language of religion, our sins. So what's the result? We don't share. We don't discuss. And I think this needs to change. I think we need to get better at being open and honest. Because if we don't share the dark parts of ourselves... The technology will. That cat is out of the bag. Privacy is dead. Rather than denying that and trying futilely to hide, the healthier option may be to go the other direction. Be more transparent, especially, especially with what we feel guilty about or that makes us feel ashamed. Those are the things that we need to reveal and to share and to work through rather than to hide and to deny and to repress. And when people share those 
secrets, when they reveal their shadow to us, instead of castigating them or attacking them, we need to work at being better at understanding, at being empathetic. We need to work not at attacking, but at forgiving. Not at destroying, but at redeeming. Because we all sin. We all have a dark part of us. We all do and say bad things. All of us. And we need to work through those things. Which means that there needs to be a path to redemption. We have to develop and strengthen our capacity for forgiveness. <laughs> all right. <laughs> soapbox, soapbox, soapbox. That's, uh, that's all I have for this week. I will catch you later.